evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Authors Access, where authors get published and published authors get successful. Hi, I'm Irene Watson, and I am the managing editor of Reader Views. And I'm Victor Volkman from Loving Healing Press. It's September 18th, 2008, and welcome to episode number 70 in our series. Tonight's topic is, What Can a Publishers Association Do For You? And our special guest who will be joining us this hour is Tyler Tischler. You can learn more about our guest on the Authors Access website, which is authorsaccess.com. Please send us your questions and comments to info at authorsaccess.com. Now, we've had Tyler on the show as a guest host before, but today he is actually the guest, and Tyler holds a Ph.D. in literature from Western Michigan University and bachelor's and master's degrees from Northern Michigan University. He's lectured on writing and literature at Clemson University, the University of Wisconsin, and the University of London, as well as at several conferences across the USA. Tyler is a regular guest host here, as I mentioned, and an associate editor here at Reader Views. He's the author of the regionally best-selling Marquette Trilogy, a family saga covering seven generations between 1849 and 1899 and centering on the pioneers who settled Upper Michigan. The trilogy consists of the novels Iron Pioneers, The Queen City, and Superior Heritage. He's also recently published his fourth novel, Narrow Lives. Tyler is the current president of the Upper Peninsula Publishers and Authors Association and the former vice president of said organization. He's here tonight to talk about the value of joining a local writers association. Good evening, Tyler. Good evening, Victor. Good evening, Irene. I'm I'm thrilled to be here and to be a guest. It's a change of pace. Well, I'm glad you're here too because we're going to be talking about something that I know very little about, and uh, so I'm really pleased that you are going to give us more information on publishers and authors associations. So, first of all, let's talk about what is what is actually publishers and authors association? Well, there's lots of different kinds of organizations, and there are many organizations out there that are really just primarily for writers. And, you know, you can think of everything from a small local writing group to, you know, where maybe the people get together and workshop their their work and get suggestions from each other to um, a much larger group um, that could even, you know, be as much as a national group. We actually here in Upper Michigan, we have a, a writers association that's specifically just for writers. But my organization, um, the Upper Peninsula Publisher and Authors Association, tries to cover both. But our real, um, our real focus is helping people figure out the best way to publish their books, especially in this modern era when we have all of this great technology. There's all kinds of ways to self-publish your books. And so we, we really try to help people find the best way to do it, that they don't, um, you know, make a mistake paying out a, a fortune in um, dollars for getting their book printed. Um, and also then we help them come up with ideas for marketing their books. So are most of your members self-publishers? Most of them are. Uh, we have a variety of, of members from people who, you know, maybe are just dreaming about writing a book, maybe only have a chapter or two written. And then we have many that have um, are in the process of getting that book published, and then we have several that have published many books. We we tend to focus on self-publishing more, just because that is the way that 
that's the easiest way to get published today. It's, it's very difficult to be published by a traditional publisher. We do, um, you know, we do have our, at our meetings, we do talk about traditional ways of publishing, and that certainly is an option for people, but it is a lot more difficult, especially if you're trying to have one of the major publishing houses, um, you know, Random House or Alfred Knopf, one of, one of the bigger houses, try to, to pick your book up. Though we, you know, we do promote some of the smaller publishers. Um, we have lots of members that have been published by, by smaller presses that, you know, will put out maybe five or ten or twenty titles a year. And, and so we, we encourage our authors to look for those sorts of publishers as well. So then, at these meetings, how often do you meet? First of all, well, we are really spread out quite a, a bit. Um, we have about 85 members, and we're spread across Upper Michigan, which people don't really realize how large the state of Michigan is. It's a good. I, I'm in Marquette, which is the middle of the state, up the Upper Peninsula, and it's a good three-hour drive to either end of the peninsula. Um, we have members also in Wisconsin, a few in Minnesota and a lot of members in lower Michigan. So for us all to get together is, is kind of difficult. So we usually have one annual conference every spring. That's really our, our, biggest, um, our biggest meeting. And all the members can attend, plus we often have lots of guests who are maybe just kind of not sure if they want to join or not, or maybe they just want to come and hear our guest speaker. And then we also have a smaller members-only meeting every fall, and usually you know, we get maybe a couple dozen of our members that will come to that meeting. The, the rest of the, the meeting between members is primarily, um, you know, on an individual basis. We contact each other. We do have a Yahoo email group that we all stay in contact through and can ask each other questions. And we've had some talk that we haven't um, really followed through on it a great deal, but we have talked a little bit about forming local chapters where maybe we have five or six people that live together in a town and they may want to get together and pool their resources to help each other. So it's more like a mentoring uh, organization than more so than a networking. Is that what I'm hearing? I, I, would, I, would, say that it's, I would say that it's both. For the, the newer members, it's definitely a mentoring process of helping them figure out how to get the book published, how to, um, you know, how to market the book. Uh, but there are lots of our, our members that have, have been members for many years and have published many books, and they still find a great deal of advantage in, in being members because they, you know, there are new things that are happening all the time, and, and you can't keep up on everything in the publishing industry. So we, we share a lot of information with each other. We give each other ideas. And maybe somebody has written three or four history books, and those have sold well, but now they want to write a historical novel, and, and that may be a different market than their nonfiction history books. And so they get ideas from other members that have written novels that they can help each other in that way as well. Right, yeah, but mentoring is, is, mentoring is really a valuable part of the whole experience. I participate in one online group called the Colorado Healing Publishers, and it's all people in Colorado who are writing basically health-related books, and, and we often give each other, you know, marketing advice, or uh, we'll look at someone else's cover and, and give them some ideas and things like that. So how specifically did the Upper Peninsula Publishers and Authors Association uh, get started? We started back in 1998. We just had our 10-year anniversary this year. There was a woman who, um, her name is Sue Robichaud, and she was interested in publishing and really um, 
didn't really know a whole lot about it and wanted to get more information from other people that were interested in publishing. And she just, I, I believe what she did is she sent out some some letters or made some announcements that she was interested in forming an association. And she got a couple other people um, who were also interested and they kind of, there were about three people there on the ground floor. They got the university, Northern Michigan University, to agree to hold a conference and they sent out announcements that there was going to be a conference and I, I think 35 people showed up for that first conference, which is a pretty significant number considering how, how rural, rural Upper Michigan is. And it, it's just, we've just grown from there. We went from, you know, being pretty much a, a organization that only communicated through a newsletter to now having a website, having a, an email group, a Yahoo group, um, you know, having some big conferences, having some big name speakers come in. And, you know, I, I think we've made a lot of progress in 10 years, and I'm looking forward to the next 10 years. Cool. Yeah, putting on conferences can be one of the major uh, activities of one of these groups, and I'm just peripherally involved with the uh, uh, Motown Writers Group here, and I'll be uh, speaking at the Motown Writers Conference on uh, November 10th next month. It's really a great opportunity to meet other like-minded people in your area. Now, Tyler, is your uh, association affiliated with the Independent Book Publishers Association, which we used to call PMA? Yes, we're, we're affiliated with PMA, and we're also affiliated with SPAN, the Small Publishers of uh, Association of, of uh, North America. Um, yeah, we do, we do have affiliates with them. We are members, and our members actually can get discounts if they choose individually to join those organizations. Right, so you, yeah, you get kind of a, a joint membership. Right. Now, what are some of the fundamental differences between a, a local or regional organization versus one of these uh, ones that covers all of North America, such as SPAN? Well, I think belonging to a smaller organization, you really, um, you're talking to other people in the area and they have local connections and you really are, are reaching out to that local audience. It's, it's a lot easier to reach your local audience than to reach a national audience. And they, and they do tell lots of authors that, especially if you're self-published, you want to start out locally get the attention of the local media, the local readers, and then work your way onto a national level. It's also a lot easier to just just meet people and, and talk to them. There there are bigger um, conferences for larger, you know, larger organizations. There's a lot of organizations that are more specifically genre based, like maybe they're a you know a national organization just for mystery writers or science fiction writers, but um, and, and they can teach you how to reach your audience if you're writing that kind of a book. But I think having the local one, you can get together, you know, over coffee and discuss ideas and, and really get to know fellow authors and just it's a much more personal experience primarily. Yeah, that sounds quite interesting. So what do you personally find rewarding? What keeps you active and, and interested in actually being an officer of the organization? Well, I really, more more than anything, just the enthusiasm of the members. They're, we are spread out over quite a, a distance, but the, many of them are very dedicated. The other board members especially are very dedicated to the welfare of the organization. Some of them live in lower Michigan, and they don't have a problem with traveling, you know, eight hours to get up here for our conferences and if we have a conference in Marquette. Um, and just the the general enthusiasm of all the members, people are excited and 
willing to share their ideas. When I, when I first became interested in publishing my books, I kept hearing about how there were all these other books being published and all these other people in competition with you. And when I joined this organization, I thought, these people aren't going to give me their ideas, their, their secrets about how to sell their books, but they were all more than willing to share ideas with me and you know, send me off to the printer that they use because I can get a cheaper rate there or tell me wh who was the right person to contact at which bookstore to to try to get my books sold there, you know, all, just a great deal of information that everybody was willing to share, and, you know, I, I can't say enough about how helpful and friendly everybody in the group has been. And that's really important when it comes to a group like this, and it sounds like definitely your group, is, it's help, that you help each other, basically, and uh, that's, I think, what makes a group like this very successful. So... If I was, um, let's say, in your area or some other area, and I uh, started looking, you know, wanted to become an author or have been an author and wanted to join a group, I, it could be very overwhelming because there are various groups that may be in a community that are targeting writers or authors. So how would someone find a group like yours that would really fit? Well, I, I don't know that they're always that visible. A simple way to do it would just be um, to go online and uh, you know Google the area, the city, or the state, and try to figure out if there are any organizations there. Um, the local libraries always have contacts with local writing organizations if there are any in the area. Also, some of the bookstores will be able to help you out. And I'm, I'm sure that you could just contact a few of the members of different groups and they would be happy to share information with you and, and help you decide if that is the group for you. And I really encourage people to join more than one group. I actually am only a member of one group, but I, I think there would be great benefits in joining multiple groups. And if I wasn't so involved in this one, I probably would join a few others. Um, what you know, as, as and just give me some examples of some others that you would join and possibly suggest to other writers to join. Well, I think if you are writing a specific genre, you probably want to join the group for that organization. So if, if you're a woman and you're writing uh, mystery novels, you might want to join Sisters of Crime. Um, there's a fantasy and science fiction national group. Um, I write historical fiction, and there is a historical fiction or historical novel society Unfortunately, they are in Great Britain rather than the U.S., so I haven't joined them just because I don't know that I would ever really be able to participate in them. But I, I guess they occasionally have a conference in North America. But you know, if there was a more local group like that, I, w I would definitely be a member of that because I found it a real challenge to figure out how to market historical fiction specifically. Fiction is harder to market than nonfiction, and historical fiction is even a little bit more difficult. And so. You know, you want to get ideas from the, the people that are writing the same kind of books that you are. And also, you know, they're going to be your biggest, um, the, the people that are going to be on your bandwagon cheering your book along because people are going to read their books and then um, they'll, get, they'll be led to your books. Lots of the people who are in our organization are writing, um, you know, books set here in Upper Michigan and they read one of my, my fellow members' books and then that leads them to my books because they want to find books that are have similar themes or similar um, similar plots or similar stories, and so you know I, I think that that's a that's a big advantage as well. So let's go back to the Upper Michigan, um, or excuse me, what, 
Upper Peninsula. Upper Peninsula Publisher and Authors Association. Association. It's a mouthful. Yes, it is. That's for sure. And so, is it specifically geared just for people in that particular area, or you know, somebody? Let's say I'm from Texas. Would it be any advantage for me to join your group? I wouldn't say that there is. Um, if you're from Texas, unless you're native to Upper Michigan, and then maybe you you have an interest in, in that area. Um, we, have, we have authors who don't write about Upper Michigan, they're, but maybe they're from Upper Michigan. Um, I think some of the larger groups are, are more wide open. I understand that the, uh, the Florida Publishers Association, anybody can join that, whether they're in Florida or not. Um, I'm, I'm sure that you could join our group and find lots of um, useful information. You know, it doesn't have anything necessarily to do with Upper Michigan. I mean, we have you know, our newsletter has stuff in it about everything going on in the industry from, you know, rankings on Amazon to, you know, the latest in print-on-demand technology, just everything in the publishing industry in general. So, yes, it, it, it could benefit you, but specifically we're, we're targeting authors who either live in Upper Michigan or write about the area. Mm-hmm. Well, that makes sense. And, of course, there are so many others. So it seems to me with the Internet, though, Tyler, that more and more groups would be coming up online because of the easy access and also, you know, the Internet is just so widespread. And I'm wondering if you can just sort of help us out in understanding if there's particular groups that we can actually join and maybe there are forums or, you know, that we can connect with others that... Oh, yes, a- absolutely. I mean, if you're, if you're in an area where you can't find a group, you definitely want to look online. Um, there's a wonderful self-publishing Yahoo group out there that I, I belong to for quite a while. I just... Um, I couldn't keep up with all the email I was getting on it, but it was it was full of information, and I you know I, I got lots of great tips from there. Um, if you're interested in social networking, there's all kinds of, of groups out there. I I belong to MySpace, and I I don't know how many hundreds, if not thousands, of different book club type groups there are on MySpace. There's I know there's at least one group devoted to self-publishing. There's groups on there devoted to um, you know, mystery writers or to um, people that are more book club oriented, and so you can find your readership there as well. So there, there definitely are there definitely are groups online. Yeah, yeah there's a, a lot of groups online, and you know, I'm online from about 8 a.m. to about 8 p.m. That's all I'm willing to admit. And there's a certain kind of magic when you actually see someone in person. We had a group here, the Great Lakes. Independent Publishers Association, GLIPA, and uh, I only went to a few meetings, but it was really uh, to, to actually see someone in the flesh who's trying to do the same thing that you are. I mean, I got a kick out of it, so I just thought I'd throw that in there. <laughs> so, um, Tyler, what kind of uh, co-op marketing opportunities are there? I know the I've gotten some flyers from the Colorado uh, Healing Publishers. They do a flyer with you know, basically 12 books on it with a twelfth of a page for each of their members. Yeah, we, we haven't done anything in terms of flyers. Mostly what we have done is um, ask the members if they're interested in attending different events, and then we will split the costs of going to an event. For example, um, every year they hold the Upper Peninsula History Conference in a different town in Upper Michigan, and there's usually a group of us who are members of our organization that write 
either history or historical fiction books. And so several of us usually will go to that conference. And we'll split the cost of the table and then sell our books there. And we've We've done a few other things like that. I know one year we did go to the, um, the Upper Peninsula State Fair and sell some books. I, I don't think that was a very successful um, opportunity that year. But um, we have done things along those lines. We have also put together, um, on our website, we have all of our books listed, every everybody's book. Um, so it's kind of like a, a catalog there of all the members' books. Uh, we also have links that we exchange with each other. So I have I have several of the other members' websites linked to mine, so we get traffic back and forth through those. Um, we've we've talked about things like um, cooperative advertising or marketing. We just really haven't gone down that road so much. I, I guess primarily because of the expense. We have put out things like a um, a CD that we've sent to to all the local libraries about our organization, about a lot of the books that. Um, our members, our members sell. So we, we try to do group advertising in that way. Yeah, yeah. I, I suppose you could uh, put together some kind of a podcast or something where you have rotating people from the group. I mean, there's lots of things like that that would not cost a lot of money and and could be really interesting. So yeah, the live idea, Victor. I'll have, to, <laughs> I'll have to ask the board about. Should we do that? You can take it. It's free. Okay. <laughs> so libraries is one example of, of local outreach. Are there other kinds of outreach things like to the media uh, that the group can kind of take advantage of? Yeah, I, I think so. Um, li libraries have been have been great. The the local library here, the Peter White Public Library of Marquette, has has just been wonderful to us. They have let us um, you know hold our conferences there several times. Um, they also hold some other lot, lots of other book events. And since I live here in Marquette, I've, I've gotten to know several of the librarians there, and they've asked me at different times um, either to to come myself to the library or to see if I knew anybody that could come and talk. And of course, I try to recommend people that are you know members of our organization. So you know we try to really help each other out in that way. Um, a lot of the local media has been very receptive to us, um, sending them everything from press releases to letting us write articles to post in their into their papers. Um, you know, and that's that's another way for us to get interest and find other authors and um, you know recruit new members. Yeah, I suppose uh, the local tourism organizations might be another hook for you. Yeah, definitely. Uh, it kind of depends on what your book is about, but. Um, for example, the uh, the Iron Industry Museum here, my, up, Upper Michigan is well known because iron ore was discovered here in the 1800s, and so we have the Michigan Iron Industry Museum, and uh, I'm I'm going to be speaking there um, this coming weekend actually about the iron ore industry and and the history behind it and how I use it in my novels, and I know some of our other members have also um, you know have also been involved in giving different speeches there, people primarily that are writing about history. Right. Uh, yeah, museum gift shops can be a real, pardon the expression, goldmine if you can figure out, you know, the right people to contact. You know, maybe you're writing a book about Michigan lighthouses, and, you know, a lot of lighthouses have gift shops, that kind of thing. Right. Yeah, we have we have a maritime museum here. We have a county history museum. Um, there's, you know, there's, there's plenty of other historical museums. The Upper Michigan is a big tourist area. So, um, you know, we, we haven't yet really gone out as a group to try to market our books to to those places. But as individuals, 
lots of us have marketed to various bookstores, and, and then we, you know, of course, we're happy to share our experiences with everybody else. And I, you know, sometimes it is a matter of who is the right person there. I, I, I hear it all the time from the members. Well, I called this store six times and they never call me back, or I brought them a copy of my book and I never hear back from them. And I just, you know, I'll say, well, the person you need to talk to is this person, or. Uh -huh. You know, it, it, it happens like that all the time, and they give me that information back as well. And we find out, you know, well, it's not really worth going here because you sell one book a year, whereas, you know, you could sell 30 or 40 books to this place over here, and they'll pay you cash up front, whereas this other place wants to sell your books on consignment. You know, so little, just all kinds of little hints like that that we get through networking with each other. Right. I mean, between the, the bunch of you, you've kind of got an informal database of of marketing contacts. Exactly. And we can refer one another to the you know, to the right people. So what does it take to put on a special event as an organization? Is it hard to get people to actually help out or what what kind of things go into it? We usually do ask for volunteers. Uh, last year, I was the vice president, and I made the mistake of saying, I don't really know what the vice president's duties are. So the president said, well, you can be in charge of the conference. <laughs> so I, I, I pretty much was in charge. But um, we, we had the, mem the membership secretary and the, uh, the treasurer. They were both very diligent about getting everybody to pay their dues to come to the conference and keep track of who had paid and who hadn't and arrange um, the day of the conference for the registration table. So, you know, all that I had nothing to do with, and I'm very grateful to them for all the work that they did. Um, our our person that was in charge of the newsletter and the website really went out of his way to write the press releases and get them to the local media. And he really, um, in the past few years, has recruited our, our guest speakers to come. Um, you know, we, we try to always get a... a, a fairly well-known guest speaker. A couple of years ago, we had Patrick Snowcomb, who is a publishing coach himself and the best-selling author of um, Create Your Own Destiny. So that was a, that was a big thrill for us. Yeah. And, uh, we have, a, we have a, another big-name speaker coming up who I, uh, I, I don't want to say yet, just to make sure it doesn't fall through. But um, you know, we, we do a lot of work to try to recruit a, a keynote speaker to come, and that draws in a larger audience of not just the members, but a lot of people that may be thinking about writing, and they, you know they will come and hopefully we'll get new members. And then there's all the little the little details. Um, I was pretty much in charge of putting together all the extra sessions. We had six extra sessions of we, we try to break our conference down into segments of publishing, writing, and book marketing. And so we get a couple people to come in and speak on each of those topics. And as much as possible, we get a member to volunteer to be the speaker so they can share their experience with someone that is published. Um, sometimes we have something like a writing workshop. I uh, gave the, the lecture on how to get book reviews this past, um, this past spring. We've had people like the local librarians come in to talk about how librarians decide which books to buy for their collections. We've had reporters come in from the local papers and talk about how they're not really interested in putting book reviews in the paper for you, but they are interested if you can give them a good feature story and how to get their attention to, you know, to do that. And then there's, you know, there's the, the little details of trying to find the right place, trying to figure out how many people are going to come. Are you going to have enough space for all those people? Um, you know, where's, what are you going to do about the food? Who's, who's going to cater? So there's, there's a lot of work to putting on a, to putting on a conference. 
It certainly is. You get, a, you get a lot of help, too. Well, and that's the important part is that uh, it's a group effort. It seems to me um, also, Tyler, that belonging to associations like this or organizations, there's also some other perks, for instance, discounts. Would you like to address that for us, too? Um, we don't, we ourselves, we don't have a whole lot of discounts other than you can get discounts if you want to join um, other organizations like SPAN. You can get a, you can get a discount by joining them. Um, sometimes our, like our guest speakers will come in and they'll have books that they're selling and then we can get a group discount on something like that. Um, we do have our own, like our own little store uh, through Cafe Press where people can buy material that says UPPAAI, like t-shirts, um, coffee cups, mugs, those sorts of things. I, I know some of the larger organizations, you really can get a ton of, a ton of discounts. If you join, um, if you join SPAN, I know from their newsletter, they have a list of about 30 different things that you can receive, everything from you know, discounts on car rentals to healthcare options for um, you know, freelance writers. Um, different discounts on uh, marketing and PR firms, you know, just a whole a whole slew of them. So something like Span, which uh, they run, oh, I think probably $115 or something. I know that, you know, you can you you definitely get your money back. And you know, the membership fees is, is probably people are probably wondering, well, how much does it cost me to join an organization like this? They you know, they are extremely reasonable. Um, our organization, we actually only charge $20 a year to belong. And just to get to come to our conference and see a nationally recognized speaker for nothing other than the, the $20 membership fee, I think that right there alone makes it worthwhile. And then all the benefits you get of um, networking and everything else included, it's, it's really, I don't know how anybody can not want to join. And if, and if you are a freelance writer, that membership fee is also tax deductible. Wow, that's extremely reasonable, my goodness. So, uh, Tyler, for instance, I belong to the uh, Raiders League of Texas, which covers all of Texas, and uh, mm -hmm. basically uh, with, with the head office here in Austin. And here in Austin, we just have all kinds of workshops going on and conferences and speakers, and this goes on and on. I mean, you could just, there's just so much information, but we're also a large city. So I'm wondering, Tyler, what about some of the writers or authors that are in rural regions? How are, what do you suggest to them on being able to keep up to the uh, larger trends in, let's say, the cities or, you know, globally? Well, it, it really kind of depends on what their goals are. Some, some of our members, you know, their goal is just to get a book published and they're not so much concerned with the whole, the whole marketing. Some of them really want to go national with their books and, you know, really it, it, you can do whatever you want. It, it just depends on how much effort you're willing to put into it and, and the group is there to help you. Um, you know, if, if one of us doesn't know the answer, somebody else probably does or we can point them to the right person and we have lots of connections. Um, you know, outside of the area. I mean, I, I know both you and Victor very well, and you're, one of you is in Texas, one is in Lower Michigan, and I, you know, I, I've gotten to know people all over the country from um, from my own publishing of books and trying to market them, and so we re we really are in a very much a, a, a national, if not global, um, society when it comes to publishing and our. 
you know, here we are in a rural area, but we have speakers come from all over the country and to talk to us. Um, and with the internet, you really can reach anybody today. It's not true. That is so, so true. So what if uh, a group of people want to start up um, an organization? How, how would they go ahead and do that? Well, you would probably just want to start out by, by trying to find the right people. Advertising, if, um, if, you, don't, if you don't know, I think univer the university, the English departments of the universities are a great place, the libraries, the bookstores. Um, get some core members together, have them sit down, decide what they want from the organization, what the, what the purpose is. Is it going to be writing? Is it going to be publishing? Is it going to be how to market your books? Is it going to be you know, a combination of all of those? Um, you know, you may have to jump through some hoops to figure out if you're going to be a nonprofit organization. Um, you know, file that kind of um, paperwork if you need to, and figure out how the organization is going to be set up. You'll want to put together some bylaws, decide if you're going to have a board and how long the board members' terms are. Um, you know, what the processes are, how often the group will meet, how the business meetings are run. So really not a whole lot different than any other, any other organization that you would set up. Well, great. Gosh, Tyler, this has um, been really interesting to uh, talk to you and just learn a little bit more about uh, associations. So before we close, are there any parting uh, you know, advice that you would like to give to our listeners? Well, the most important thing I would, I would say is find an organization and once you find that organization, it's, it's not going to do you any good at all unless you get involved in it. I think most writers tend to be very shy. I was definitely very shy. And I, I made the mistake of publishing my book before I joined the organization. So I, I would say also to people, if they are in the process of getting ready to publish a book, find that organization before you publish the book. It will save you a lot of time and money and grief down the road. Um, just simply because I, there were ways, there are ways to do it that can be more economical for you, and you may meet people that know um, people that will help you with the printing or the, you know, the cover design, um, whatever you need to do to get your book published, and help you find the best ways to go about that. And then once you get the book published and you're in the organization. You know, reach out and help other people and, and network with them and make friends with them and try to you know, help them out and they will help you out. And you, your, your reward is really going to depend on how much effort you put into it. Isn't that true? Of course, that goes for uh, everything. So, Tyler, does your association have a website? Yes, we are um, www.uppaa.org. Would you just repeat that again? Yeah, www.uppaa.org. And that's for the Upper Peninsula Publishers and Authors Association. Yes. All right. And uh, maybe let's just have your uh, website address, too, if somebody would like to contact you further for more information. Sure. Um, my website address is marquettefiction.com. It's M-A-R-Q-U-E. T-T-E fiction.com or they can email me Tyler at marketfiction.com Great. Well, thank you again, Tyler. It's been a real pleasure talking to you and uh, I know that our listeners are going to get tons of information from what you had just said and even give them an opportunity to really think about joining an organization and check more into it. So thank you very much. 
thank you. And anybody that has any questions, they're welcome to contact me. I'd be happy to help them out. If I don't know the answer, I probably know somebody that does. <laughs> thank you, Tyler. I really appreciate your uh, your down-to-earth, uh, no-nonsense approach. Uh, one more thing before I forget, another place to find a local group of a publisher association is called meetup.com, M-E-E-T-U-P.com. And I'm actually starting up a group here in Ann Arbor, and we'll be meeting on October 20th. So there's a plug for me, too. <laughs> okay. You've been listening to another podcast edition of Authors Access, where authors get published and published authors get successful. We'll be back on the air October 9th, 2008, on our new schedule, when our topic will be What's Killing Your Publishing Career? And our guest who will be joining us is Carol Denbaugh. You can learn more about all our guests on the Authors Access website, which is authorsaccess.com. We'd love to hear from you about tonight's show. Please send us your questions and comments to info at authorsaccess.com. Authors Access is a joint production of Reader Views Incorporated and Loving Healing Press. And for Reader Views, this is Irene Watson in Austin, Texas, saying goodnight. Loving Healing Press, this is Richard Wolfman in Ann Arbor, Michigan, wishing you all a good evening.